to realize who your target market is. You work with relators. You got to realize they go to automobile university every single day. You have got to get yourself an audio book. <laughs> and when Zig Ziglar says get an audio book, you do it. You get an so I booked a studio in Orlando and uh, went down and recorded it over a couple of trips. And that's you know that's why we now have an audio book. So yeah, Zig Ziglar, very uh, very powerful influence in my life. You know, it's interesting that you say about audiobooks because up until recently, I've always been an avid reader and I love to read. Um, but over the last couple of years, I've started downloading more audiobooks. And, you know, Audible has that kind of cool thing. I think they have like a subscription thing. You can pay like 15 bucks yep. a month or something and get free books. But right. audio has become the way to go because I can listen to it in my car, obviously, and now it's on my iPhone, so I can plug it into my car. Or I can listen to it when I go for a run or a walk. And it, it's just become the way to go instead of listening to you know music and, and uh, radio show hosts all day. I plug in an audio. And it seems like you get more out of it sometimes, like especially to me the ones that are read by the author you know, the mm -hmm. unabridged versions, because, you know, yeah. as an author, you have more passion for it because uh, you wrote it. That's right. And so I really love, I think that was clearly brilliant on Zig's behalf, and, and I love Always. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and, and interestingly enough, like about 7L is, is uh, sometimes I go, and, and I didn't realize it at the time that I, I didn't, in fact, I was kind of like disappointed when I was done because it's like, well, I didn't really stick to script and I'm wondering how that will be received. But, you know, I kind of went on depth on a few of the strategies and things. I heard such great feedback uh, from, you know, from the, you know, the, the borderline ad libs and uh, things that I did. So it's, it's, uh, you're right. I mean, there's, you've got that passion and, and it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And who knows the material better than you, right? You wrote it. <laughs> That's so are right. both of those That's books right. available on audio? Uh, yes, they are. Both of them are. Yep. Fantastic. They're, they're both available. I'm not, uh, neither are available through Audible yet, but they're available, like the audio book for 7L, you can get through my website at 7lsystem.com. And the one for the Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents is I believe that you, gosh, can you get that off Amazon? It's either Amazon or iTunes. You can get that right now. So yeah, they're both they're both available. If you Google audio for Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents or Audible or audio for 7L, you should get it. So let's talk a little bit about the Miracle Morning because what I loved about it. So I read the original Miracle Morning, of course. And then yep. when I got the one for real estate agents, what I loved about it was that you told it in a story form, Rick and Michelle, mm -hmm. you know, like real world people, what they're dealing with. And I, I know that as yep. real estate agents, um, I could so relate to Rick. Uh, you know, you get to a point where you've done so much and you just really get burned out and you got to find that mm -hmm. drive again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, I loved uh, working on that project with, with Hal. Elrod, Michael Reese, and Jay Kinder, and uh, Honoré Quarter, 
the the big thing was um, early on in the decision making process, they allowed you know they allowed me to just go because it's it's essentially the sequel to 7L. You know, 7L is is where you know Rick had just gone through the you know the 2008, 2009, 2010 time period, and you know he was getting beat up, and uh, you know he he he. Uh, you know, goes through this process of changing as a human being, which would changes his business in a big way. And there, it, it's kind of cool because I, I kind of tie some loose ends at the end, but I left a, a lot of people were like, well, you know, what happened with Rick and Michelle? And, you know, I'm yeah. like, okay, it's a book, uh, but I like where your, you know, where your question is. So, you know, the Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agent tells the next, the next, uh, the next part of their journey together and what we can do in a story that you can't do in a typical nonfiction is, is with a typical nonfiction, it's like the author is telling you what to do. You know, it's, it's, it, they're telling you something. And none of us like to be told. We just don't. We, we didn't like to get told by our parents. We don't like to get told by teachers or coaches. We, you know, we'd rather have it be our idea or be shown. And the beauty of the Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents is, is I can not only, you know, tell you the savers method of the ultimate morning ritual, I can actually show you Rick implementing it and Michelle implementing it and the struggles that they face. And you can you can liken yourself to the, you know, the struggles that uh, that Rick has with implementing it and and the struggles that Michelle has in implementing it, but you know, I can also show you the rewards of where you're going to be in 30 days, you know, where you're going to be in 60 days, where you're going to be in 180 days, when you do uh, follow uh, the, the ultimate morning ritual, the miracle morning for real estate agents. So don't you think that, um, I know that what I've found in my own personal business and practice is that I agree with you when, when someone tells you what to do, it's one thing, but when you can create a story around how things should happen or could happen, it's so much more relatable. And I think that that's really a tool that sets apart great agents from agents that may struggle, is being able to yeah. have those those stories at hand and those those ways to be able to relate and connect and help somebody feel like they're not the only one mm -hmm. that might be yep. going through that. Totally. Totally agree, and and that's the root of from 7L. That's the root of the success stories. You know, you, you, once you start doing the success stories by formula, uh, the seven steps to a successful success story, what happens is is they become ingrained in you. You you now have these uh, not only to to send out to your database or 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 through your drip campaign or or whatever postcard, whatever it may be. You also have this story. This, and, and nobody wants to hear your story, right? The only time somebody wants to hear your story is after you've heard their story. The, the other part of it, too, is they don't want to hear your story, they, but they do love to hear the stories of your clients. So, so one of the, the, the powerful things there is, is that the, the, the seven steps to a successful success story in 7L does is it gives you the framework for creating these success stories. So that you can remember them if you, if you want, or you can uh, put them in a blog, put them in a newsletter, send them out by postcard, send them out by email, whatever. You now have this this wonderful tool uh, that you can use in many different ways. 
And where did that come from for you? And is that something that obviously you've utilized that in your own business? Are you still an active real estate agent, or are you doing just coaching? Well, I have a real estate company in Kansas City, right? So so we are, and, and I also have a lot of rental properties. So, you know, heavily involved in real estate. Uh, my, you know, my my full time job is uh, helping p- the, the the members of the generosity generation uh, implement the seven L system uh, to to implement more of you know this generosity. What's funny is I've I've found this huge gap in the world, and that gap is we've never been taught how to be proactively generous, and we've never been taught how to be appreciative receivers. You know, either one of those. So my mission in life is to teach professionals, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, small business owners, including realtors, how to to practice proactive generosity and how to practice appreciative receiving. And and what's interesting is that it you know it's a niche. You know, no nobody else has really helped people. You know, now reactive generosity. You know that's great in society. Somebody has an issue, a hurricane, or a, or something bad happens. You know, people pour in and help, and and that's great. And I I'm glad society has that. But this is more from the aspect of, you know, this surprising way of giving to others that adds massive value to their life, um, and uh, it's proactive generosity, um, and and it, it's uh, it's interesting. It, it's amazing to me how few people either have this naturally or have ever been taught anything remotely close to it. Um, so, you know, that's that's what I do. And then what happens is you, when you are proactively generous, people want to reciprocate. They want to give back to you. And what's funny is a lot of these givers who are pretty good at giving tend to be poor at receiving. But what happens when a giver doesn't receive the giver gets exhausted, and how funny is that? You know, my identity, I'm a giver. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, look at that as a candle. You know, I'm a giver. My identity is I'm a giver. And and then over time, that, that candle's losing its energy. It's losing its its, its spark, and it's and gently dying, and uh, they, they just quit giving, right? But what happens when a giver receives? You know, a giver receives it gives more, and and that person not just gives more, but it gives more and at a higher level. So I teach people to be appreciative receivers, even to the point of, you know, accepting compliments with just a simple thank you. I mean, that's where it starts, and and we move way up the you know way up the ladder to anytime somebody says, "How can I help you?" or "What can I do for you?" The answer is referrals. That, you know, it's like, what can I do for you? Referrals. What, how can I help you? Referrals. So the answer is referrals. So help for for people who have not yet read your book, and hopefully everyone's going to go out and get it right after this podcast. But for those who haven't read your book, help me understand the a proactive giver. When you say that, can you give us a story mm-hmm. that helps us understand what that looks like? Well, let me give you the the the, the briefness of the. Uh, concept and then and then we'll we'll just do it. How does that sound? We'll just okay. we'll just go into it. So, uh, you know, here's the thing. Reactive generosity is great. And and here's the thing. The world, the universe, God, whatever you want to say, loves 
balance. It, it loves homeostasis. It wants everything to be at balance. Well, when a hurricane hits, we as society see that it's out of balance, right? They, they've been hit, so it's they've dropped. So what we do with our giving is we hope to build them up as close to normal as we can. And 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 that's the way society works as a as an organism, as a as a you know, as a uh, as as just an energy. Well, here's the thing. When you are proactively generous, when you give a massive value out, what you've done is you've put the universe out of balance, but now it's out of balance in your favor. So what happens is the universe wants to bring it back to balance. So the reciprocity pours in. It comes back to you. Well, here's the thing is is all right, so that's that's the big picture is is, you know, the beauty is is as we said here, is I know that the world is out of balance with me having given a ton of value to a lot of people. Right? And and I know that it, it comes back in different time frames and in different ways. Uh, but but I need to be welcoming and receiving and embracing when uh, when the reciprocity happens. So if you are working on this every day, you're giving massive value on a daily basis. You you I don't, I don't want to say that the world is indebted to you, but the world is going to want to balance that value and it will come back. Um, so the, 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 that's the general concept now specific concept i you know the best way to do it is is maybe just have a you know just have a conver- conversation right and so let me let me let me ask you a few questions if you don't mind um are are you okay with that i know you're busy Absolutely. but you got a couple minutes nope. oh i got plenty Great. of time for you today <laughs> yeah so now where where are you from originally marguerite uh i'm here in northern california rockland rockland area outside of sacramento is that where you were originally or or no, this I is where you're at now I grew up in Chico, which is just a couple hours away from uh, where mm-hmm. I live now. But I've been in Northern California my whole life. But, yes, that's I grew up in Chico, not too far away. Very cool. Yeah, I've actually heard of Chico. I don't know why that is, but maybe it's just Well, it's it was cool the name. number one party school college back in That's well, what it was. So. That's I, I, I was probably looking <laughs> yeah, at it very reputation. strongly when I was graduating <laughs> high school. That's that's probably what that was. Um, yeah, Northern California, did. Chico, let's do it. <laughs> So good. Well, and then uh, do you? All your family is in Northern California. Well, they're kind of spread out now. Um, my my dad, my mother passed away a few years ago, but my dad lives out in Morganfield, Kentucky, and I have a brother mm-hmm. in Arkansas and a brother in San Diego, and my one of my sisters and brothers live here in in the area. Wow, so a little bit spread, Kentucky and and uh, and did you say Alabama? Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, sorry to hear about your mother. I, uh, I just lost my grandmother yesterday. Uh, she was a hundred. Oh. I mean, think about what she's seen. Wow, what a life in her life. Yeah, hundred years old. Actually, she was exactly a hundred and a, a couple of months. So, um, you know, my great grandmother uh, lived to be. Yeah. Oops, sorry, my great grandmother lived to be a hundred and two, and she died back in eighty-eight or uh, nineteen ninety. Wow. And I thought from nineteen from eighteen eighty-eight. To 1990, what somebody yeah. has seen, you know, electricity, yeah. cars, television. It, I mean, they didn't even have the internet oh. yet, you know. 
crazy. Yeah, not not yet. Well, you know, I'm, I'm from Kansas originally. I'm not sure if they they have the internet yet either. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, so you know, we're in we're into uh, a year here. We're into the year a little bit. And so, did you did you happen to make any New Year's resolutions? I did make a few. Yeah. What'd you what'd you what'd you what'd you what'd you paint? What'd you want to do? So number one was I wanted to take my husband to Spain. His family is from there, mm. and our wedding anniversary, mm. uh, our 24th wedding anniversary is in May, and so I wanted to go to Spain, and I just got done booking that trip. So one thing down. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Where are you going in Spain? Uh, we're going to start out in Madrid and go to Barcelona, okay. and um, his family was from southern Spain. So we're uh-huh. going to um, make it a point to go all over southern North. Spain and, and check everything out. So we're going for two weeks, 15 days. I've never taken a vacation that long. Nice. So a little How nervous cool is about that? that, but I'm super excited um, to go. And then my other well, resolution is uh, to I really want to do more training and coaching. So I'm moving in that direction. Great. And so any big plans or goals around the, the training and coaching? Yes, my goal is I want to book three public speaking events, and I want mm-hmm. to uh, launch at least one new product that would be available okay. and finish my book. I'm actually writing a book, and I'm nice. about halfway through it, so I'm hoping to finish my book. So those are the three. What are you going to call it? You know, I'm really torn because I have uh, the original title was called Sales Fuel, but okay. um, it's really more about. Uh, how to go back to the basics, you know, how to get out there and mm-hmm. build relationships and spend more time talking to people and connecting and communicating with people. So I'm not sure that that, that title uh, fits anymore now that we've gotten into the book. <clears throat> but I'm trying, that's how it happens, trying to come by up the way. Title. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah, don't title it until you're done. That's usually the best yeah. way. Um, yeah, so. Good, good. That, that, that sounds awesome. And uh, so – so three public speaking events per month, is that right? Uh, right now I'm just hoping to get three this year. So I figure okay. once I get those right. three lined up, then I'll I'll push towards others. So. Okay. Well, I'm guessing the listeners can, can help you uh, achieve that goal. And then uh, one new product sounds sounds great. And uh, any what would the new product do? What's it, what what are you hoping that uh, people get out of that? So I'm hoping that it will be a product that will help the real estate agents in their business and be designed really around helping them dig deeper into their business like you have and help them create some systems so that they can create some consistency in their business. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest challenges that many real estate agents face is that that lack of consistency of doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, over and over yep. again. So um, not a hundred percent clear on it yet. It's something that I I wrote down and have started to kind of visualize it and figure out where that's going to go. But I want a product that can help agents, you know, push their business a little bit deeper and create a little more consistency for them. That's awesome. What uh, what project most excites you for this year? Well, all three of those kind of the I, I would have to say probably getting my book done is the one that excites me the mm-hmm. most. Uh, mm. I've been it's been in the back of my mind for many years, and um, I mm-hmm. finally am actually 
getting it put down on paper. So uh, I, I, getting that done and launched is probably what I'm most excited about. Awesome. Well, it's quite a, an accomplishment to do a book, and and I uh, can't wait for it to be done. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a great read. I know it will be. What? Uh, so, what's your biggest challenge right now? Uh, I would say right now, probably my biggest challenge is time. You know, probably managing my time, making mm-hmm. sure to make some of those things a priority. You know, I'm still a producing agent. Um, I run a brokerage, and then you know my. Uh, trying to do all the other stuff that comes along with coaching and training. Um, mm-hmm. So those are the things that are probably holding me back the most. I'm trying to cut back in some areas and simplify so I can focus more on on the coaching and training. That's, that's nice. what I'm in the process of working. My kids are – my youngest son just moved out, 18, so I have uh, wow. I have a little bit more time on my hands now that my kids are grown and – not really mm-hmm. gone, you know, they keep coming back, but <laughs> <laughs> no way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what have you tried so far to uh to, to organize your time, manage your time and, and and do uh you know, just kinda get more control of your time? What have you what have you tried in the past? Well, the thing that I've done recently is that really sitting down and prioritizing, you know, what's mm-hmm. most important and where I want to focus my time. Mm-hmm. Um that's one thing I sat down at the beginning of the year. I do a little class called Goals Versus Priorities, and I had mm-hmm. to follow my own my own advice <laughs> and mm-hmm. sit down and put, put things into priority and figure out what was most important. And so, nice. you know, creating that Sweet. schedule and what that looks like and actually putting it in my calendar. So I've started doing things like where if you and I – well, I'll give you a funny story. So last year, a good friend of mine posted a picture of a pug, little pug uh, dog cake. Dog. And mm-hmm. so I immediately went into my calendar and said on January 15th, because her birthday was uh, last week, January 15th, order a pug cake. <laughs> so lo and behold, this thing pops up in my calendar, and I can't remember why I was going to order a pug cake. <laughs> nice. But nice. I'd at least put it in my calendar because if I had not have put it in my calendar, yep. it would never yep. have happened. And so now with you know, right. iPhones and everything, I immediately, when when something cool I think about comes up, I stop, go to my calendar, plug it in my calendar for whenever it is, whether it's a year, or mm-hmm. six months, or two years, so that I'll remember. Because I always say my brain is for processing, not storage. So there you go. Storage capacity is limited. <laughs> yep, your inbox is your notebook, right? For me, it's my yeah. blessings book. So, so uh, that's very cool. And so, so you know, it, it sounds like you kind of started doing some of this, but you still said that it was your biggest challenge. So, so what are you going to do next to to conquer this? You know, to really make, uh, you know, make time uh, where you feel like, man, it just really flows well for me. That would be a really good question. I'm not sure what the answer to that is other than to take some of the things that are <clears throat> that are distracting me and do what I can to get those off my plate. Delegate mm-hmm. them or move mm-hmm. them to someone else. Um, yeah. You know, backing out of some of the things, learning to say no a little bit better probably. Yeah. So is it learning to say no or Oh, did I lose you? 
either? No, or do you feel like it's uh, removing distractions? Probably say it's a combination of both. Um, learning to say no is probably, uh, I would rate that one higher, I suppose. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, there's always a number I, one, right? That's the secret to your priorities class. <laughs> there's always sure. a number one. I mean, that's where the word priority comes from. It, it's you, you can't even have priorities, right? You can only have a priority. So it's you know, so it's uh, so it's saying no maybe more often. Have have you have you thought of maybe just saying no to everything? Well, that kind of gives me the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 then you start drop, dropping into FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, right? Right. So interesting. Um, very good. So uh, I like this and. Um, you know, you probably feel like you, you know, this is like 20 questions. Do you, do you have any, any questions for me? No, I think I walked right into a quick uh, coaching session with you, which was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, the, it, the, the first thing is I'm genuinely curious. I, I mean, yeah. so uh, just so you know is, is that, um, you know, I, I did ask quite a few questions, but I want the listener of, of this podcast to uh, really understand that the information that I have is powerful when it comes to proactive generosity. Uh, so, and, and, you know, I'm not necessarily going to do these. Uh, I, I want to preface that, right? But so what could I do as a follow-up to this conversation? So, so one is uh, you are you're going to Spain, and your 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 anniversary is in May, uh, uh, and it's your 24th anniversary. You've already booked a trip. You're gonna you're gonna focus on on South Spain, including Madrid and Barcelona. Well, something I could very easily do is go to Amazon and order you a couple books on traveling through Southern uh, Spain or traveling uh, through the sites of Spain, right? Um, and you would get that in three or four days, and I I you would probably think that was pretty cool right okay and then you had also mentioned that you want to do three public speaking events um this year you want to get a new product out and you want to finish your book and you said that you're you're getting your book done is one of the uh one of the coolest things well i could i could send you uh some information on getting your your book done faster um i could also send you um maybe the contact information for people who are um, who, uh, you know, have brokerages who would love to have speakers come in and, and speak to them. And, and then um, and then also with your biggest challenge, you said it was time, and believe it or not, I, I hear that often, is, uh, and, and, you, and you said that really saying no was, uh, was, uh, was a big deal. Well, there's, there's a series of books called The Best Yes. And that, and that, that, that Best Yes book uh, would make a great, um, would would make a great book for you because it's about the best yes. You know, there, there's all these no's that you have to say to get the best yes, and it's how to say no um, politely, graciously, and sometimes even in the mode of no, not now, and and yet knowing what your best yes. What are you going to say yes to? Because the first process in in knowing what to say no to starts with knowing what to say yes to. So and that's that's once again that goes back to priority, right? So so the best yes would be a really cool you know book to send you um, as well, 
And so I could deliver some value to you. Uh, it's probably 30 to 40 bucks worth of Amazon books and some connections I've made and a Google search. And um, that would be my follow-up from this conversation. So that's pretty cool. So that's when you mean by proactive generosity is you're looking for those ways in a conversation on how you can do something for someone else. That's, that's your right. intention is to, in having that whole conversation with me, the intention, me or whoever, the intention is what can you do to find some nuggets in there where you can give, you can help, you can um, jumpstart or spark whatever it is they're trying to accomplish by figuring out what's That's important right. to them. That's right. That's right. And and uh, I am looking for ways to add massive value to the other person. And, uh, you know, in, in your case, um, you know, I got I got several, you know, five, six, seven, and you know, just just you know, I, I guess that really puts it in a nutshell. And, and there's a lot of people that are going to play this over and over again, and maybe even still miss the point. You know, the the point is that I'm genuine. I'm genuinely curious. I'm genuinely interested in helping uh, the other person, and I'm I'm prepared with questions to uh, to help me add the most value in the shortest amount of time. You know, I asked you. You know what big plans you had, uh, what New Year's resolutions you had, what's your biggest challenge right now, and what are your goals? Well, if I can help you overcome your biggest challenges, achieve your biggest goals, and enjoy the things you enter that you uh, or help you uh, enjoy the things you enjoy more, then then I'm not just adding a little bit of value to your life. I'm actually adding massive value. Because these are your biggest challenges, these are the most important things in your life, and they're the things that you enjoy the most. And that's that's what I do every day, every call. I love it. That's so it's powerful. a great life. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly powerful. And, you know, I, I agree. I think early on you said there's some people that that naturally do that and some people who get it right out of the gate. <clears throat> but I would say for many it's a – it's a it's definitely a mind shift. It's a different way of looking at things because you definitely see those people who are you know what's in it for me, what's in it for me um and the word that I learned this last few months um I was at a at an Oprah tour, and the word came down to intention like what is your true intention? Mm-hmm. Is your intention mm-hmm. to genuinely like you said you know be curious and genuinely figure out how you can help, or is your intention to what can I do for you so you'll do this for me? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big dis- distinction that, you know, some people get and some people don't get. And even kind of the keeping score, I think you mentioned that early on too, is that um, it can't be a situation where I'm going to give this, but mm-hmm. I'm expecting that. <laughs> yeah, or asking for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can't ask for anything, you know. So... I, I I think that I mean that's the distinction is I I don't believe in asking for referrals. Uh, you know everybody's like, well, Mayor's the referral guru. He must be like the best at asking for referrals. Well, I don't ask for referrals. I've never asked for referrals directly, and I would encourage people to never ever ask for referrals because uh, I mean who's that comfortable for, right? I was going mean, to say it's that's never a comfortable for, yeah. conversation. <laughs> Ever, right? It's a great way to get into the NFL. And I don't mean the National <laughs> Football League. I mean the, the no friends left league, you know. Uh, people start avoiding you. And it, it's just not going to, you know, it's not going to work. And and so 
But I, I, you, you bring up the distinction of the intentions, and, and the thing is, is that's I think intention is half of it. I really do. The, the intention is to practice proactive generosity. That needs to be your intention. With any conversation, your intention is to add massive value. But the flip side of that is that you also need to be ready when somebody comes to you and says, how can I help you or what can I do for you? Because the natural reaction to your generosity will be reciprocity. And what what does the typical person do? You know, the typical person is, is oh, well, how can I help? Well, oh, you know, no problem. Or don't worry about it or, or whatever it may be. And they shrug it off. And the truth is, is they've missed a phenomenal opportunity. It, here's the thing. Now, you're not practicing proactive generosity for the reciprocity. You're not doing it for the reciprocity. You're doing it to add massive value to the other person's life. However, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be ready for appreciative receiving when it comes. We need to be ready. We need to know how the other person can help us and what the other person can do for us. If we didn't take the whole thought in the beginning of that, then then we're just we're just poor business people. You know, we're we're poor at relationship building because we have to realize that that when they offer us reciprocity, if we don't have an answer for them, not only have we lost an opportunity, but they've lost an opportunity. You see, when somebody else gives to you, it feels great to them. So by denying them that feeling, we are doing them a disservice by not being an appreciative receiver. You know, that's so interesting that you say that because I know one thing I learned in my younger years is, you know, when somebody says, oh, that's such a pretty dress, and then when you turn around and say, oh, this old thing, or oh, it makes me look fat, or basically you're calling that person a liar, <laughs> right? Mm. You're saying, mm-hmm. you gave me yep. a compliment, yep. but yeah. you, there must be something wrong with you to have complimented yeah. me in that situation. So I think um, – exactly what you said is so important. It's like give them credit for having, mm-hmm. you know, some taste. That's something. Noticing. The best thing <laughs> you can noticing. say is thank you for noticing or just thank you. Or, or you know what, thank you. This, this You know, I, I choose my clothes carefully, you know, or, or whatever. And, and um, you know, I think that that's just say thank you. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing is is just be ready with a thank you when you're you're paid a compliment. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, Michael, this has been um, an incredibly eye-opening podcast. You know, I never know when I'm going to record this, uh, what what's going to come from it. But my intention is always to have something great that can help someone. And I think you gave our listeners a ton of great stuff. I know that you definitely gave me some great stuff to listen to. And so how can we help you? What is it you have going on that our listeners may be interested in other than your two fantastic books? How can people find you? Well, thank you. The first thing is 7lsystem.com. You know, the answer is referrals. I mean, that's that's the the answer is is how can you help me is is ref, with referrals. When when somebody's looking to to develop their business from a repeat and referral aspect, uh we're you know, we're the place to go. And and the other part of it is we have Boost. Uh, people can check out, you know, BoostReferralMastery.com. And uh, Boost is uh, referral mastery. It's it's not onesies, twosies, referrals, or or 
you know, getting into a group and singing Kumbaya, right? It's 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 less fluff and more stuff, right? And that's oh, I boost. Like that. <laughs> and 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 then uh, you know, the 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 other part is is that um we run masterminds. Uh and and these are taking the the nation by storm. These are live monthly masterminds near you where we are teaching the 7L system on a monthly basis uh, to, you know, 50 to 350 people. And every single one provides a deep dive into one referral strategy at a time. So by the end of the year, you've got 11 or 12 strategies that that you've been trained on, implemented, and understand at an extremely deep level. What we found is, is you know, in the public speaking world, is you're kind of like a hired gun. You can be. Where you just come in, you speak, they feel awesome, they got an idea or two, but what happens is, is they go home and, and life hits them right square in the face or, or, or business, you know, blows up in their face on, on the way back to, to their office. And, and what we found with these masterminds is that we can make monumental, massive change in a person's business and life uh, because it's live, it's energetic, it's a community of beautiful people, talented people, and it's, it's you know, what is the generosity generation? We're the global referral community of the world's most referable professionals. And guess what? The best people to hang out with are the most referable professionals in the world. And the, the, the way to do it is through our global referral community. And we're, we're popping up masterminds all over the United States. That's my most exciting project for this year. Thank you for asking. Thank Holy you. cow. I haven't talked about <laughs> that in you. a while. That was very exciting. And, and I will tell you that uh, I would say that one of the huge factors that has contributed to my success and where I'm at today has everything to do with participating in mastermind groups and getting yeah, awesome. around other great people that are like-minded, that are you know doing things and getting stuff done. It's so powerful. I mean, it, it yeah. truly is has skyrocketed me in many situations. So I think that's yeah. extraordinary, and I'm going to go check it out myself. I can't wait to see. Well, thank you. We, we, you know, uh, I'll be quite honest with you, Marguerite. We'd love to talk to you uh, about maybe even uh, running something in the in Northern California area. And uh, we we have a platform building system, which you know solves a couple of your uh, goals that you have for this year. So it, it it may be you know what we have in place helps you uh, achieve your goals even faster. It can be a real win-win. That would win -win. be really exciting. I'd yeah, love to see you in front of a, a monthly mastermind where you're speaking uh, on a monthly basis to, you know, 50 to, to 150 or 200 agents and, and making a huge, profound difference in their life one month at a time. I think that would be pretty powerful. So we'll talk more about that offline. I think that's very cool. Awesome. Well, well just again, know that thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I was so just saying much. I appreciate been, you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. This has been a really, uh, really great call, and I'm, I'm so honored that you took the time. Like I said, I've, I've been a fan of yours for a while and your books, so if you guys have not read those books, please go check them out because they're both fantastic, and you can get more information about Michael at what was the website again? Well, 7lsystem.com is, is the, the quick and easy one. Quit chasing 
com is another good one. Quitchasing.com. So and those are good ones. And we'll be sure to add links to those sites on our uh, on our webpage when we post the podcast. So once again, awesome. thank you so much for your time. It's such an honor, and I look forward to doing some more fun stuff with you in the future. Thank you, Marguerite. Appreciate you more than you know, and thank you for what you're doing for the industry. And just know that your listeners and followers appreciate it uh, to, to no end and beyond measure. So thank you. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye.